to a new RFM 103.7. One of the big bread and butter issues that can seem to get left behind from time to time is the cost to actually drive on the roads. And let's have a look at that this morning from the University of Canberra, their senior lecturer in political science, Michael DeBercy. Good morning, Michael. Current state of road charging in Australia. Can you break down some of the facts for us? Good morning. Uh, certainly. So we, we have a system effectively where roads are treated by motorists as a public good that is that they're paid for out of general revenue and then in effect they're used for free after we pay things like registration fees for our motor vehicles which effectively is an access fee to use the network and there is an element of um, a use, user charge in that we pay a fuel excise for every litre of fuel that we purchase uh, we pay an excise uh, in, in the order of sort of 40, 40 cents a litre uh, or, or thereabouts um, what it means is that as vehicles become more fuel efficient, then the motorists are using uh, less fuel and therefore paying less toward use of the road. But the simple fact is that none of the money that's actually collected is designated to go back into transport infrastructure. So, Michael, that is a bit of a concern. Is I guess on a couple of notes there, firstly, the amount of fuel excise that will be collected will go down, which you may say is a good thing on the hip pocket, but none of that money is actually going back into transport at all. Firstly, why not? And where on earth is it going? Well, part of it is that the government wants to be able to raise uh, revenue and use that revenue to meet particular priorities and there have been many arguments uh, the technical term is hypothecation but there's been many arguments for and against hypothecation but the, the big problem that emerges from this is there's no actual way of determining what the demand for transport infrastructure particularly roads might be so if for example we were to have some way of recording usage and, and charging people for usage of certain parts of the road network, then we would have a clear indication of what the demand for those particular services might be, which would mean we could direct uh, funds uh, toward that particular that particular area. Now, of course, there are some issues with uh, rural road networks. If you're a rural road user, then obviously it, it wouldn't be fair, let's say, for you to pay the use of a road that, uh, that exists only to service a particular community. But when we come to the highly congested areas, the, the, the problem, the other problem that we have is there's no way to change our transport behaviours uh, and, and no other way to sort of indicate where we could have alternative transport modes built being funded by the use of that particular network. And, and, and that, that to me is the, uh, the big problem at the moment. Michael, I guess some would argue the point that uh, many of those roads in the built-up areas are, are tolled at the moment. So it would be uh, interesting to be trying to advocate for a higher price on those roads. Have you got a thought there? I think the problem is, it, it, the reality is that it's comparable to the introduction of goods and services tax. And, and if you can recall the GST birthday cake issue that Dr John Hewson... I think we all can. <laughs> so, so the, the problem is that if we actually go back to that earlier time with the GST, there was a lot of scare campaigning going on. But after the GST was introduced, we saw that income taxes were able to be reduced. Uh, people were able to modify their behaviour in, in regards to consumption. I, I don't think there are too many people who would say that we aren't better off as a result of the GST compared to the previous tax regime. And, and the thing is, road pricing is not necessarily about um, increasing cost of using the roads. What we may see is some major adjustments in what we pay for. At the moment, our rail freight in effect, cross-subsidises road freight. Uh, road freight is not actually covering the full costs of the damage done to the road. And, and a lot of people will say that, well, we've already paid for these roads, but once you pay for a road, you still have to maintain it. Uh, and we're far behind on maintenance of, of the major road networks, as uh, any regional motorist will know. So, so there are a lot of uh, lot of problems here, but if we were to readjust the way that the system 
priced. What we could actually see is for some users who are heavy users of the road uh, road network, they may pay more, whereas those who use it less uh, may actually pay less. And, and for example, if we were to abolish registration fees, if you look around the country, you can, it can be up to $1,000 a year just for a private motor vehicle for registration. And, and if you use it for driving for 20 kilometres, you're paying the same access fee for someone who might use it for 20,000 kilometres each year. More aligning... Uh, the charges for use of the road network with the actual use uh, is a good thing. Michael, I guess there is a little bit of give and take in there and, dare I say, more of a user-pays-friendly kind of system is what you and others may be advocating for. Well, look, that's right. And if you look at uh, telecommunications and energy and water and so on, uh, people have actually changed their behaviours to uh, better utilise those particular services and, and there's no reason it can't be done the same, especially now we have the technology available. We can't do the same for roads. And just very quickly before I let you go, do you think there's much appetite in the governments around the country to move to such a model? Well, look, we're starting to see it from uh, the Minister uh, Paul Fletcher. I made an announcement in November last year, and there is some movement. But I, I suppose the, the big concern at the moment is that uh, there's not a real appetite for reform. Bob Hawke and John Howard mentioned that at the Democracy 100 forum last week. But uh, what we've seen is that uh, reforming prime ministers tend to be re- rewarded by voters, and we can only hope the current situation will resolve itself if we start looking back toward that reform agenda. Well, there are a couple of gentlemen that may just know what they're talking about. Thank you for your thoughts on road reform this morning, Michael. You're welcome. Thank you. From the University of Canberra, their senior lecturer in political science, Michael Percy, joining us on 2NURFM 103.7.